0: Russia, China, the Holy Roman Empire, or the European Union, the United States, end time preparation, and precursors to the mark of the beast, all in the news today. We will analyze these topics from a prophetic perspective, all while taking your calls on this open line edition of End of the Age. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. And I will be taking your calls today. The number to reach me, one 363 8463 The number to reach our operators, 1-800-363-8463. Now, to get this Q&A session started off, open line. To get it started off today, I've got a question here that I have to answer. And I thought, man, I've got to answer this one online on Friday because this will really get everything flowing. Um, But somebody asked the question that how can you prove there will be a rapture? Not not that there will be a pre-trib or a post-trib rapture, but this person's asking, How can you even prove there will be a rapture? Now, I started doing a little research because I thought everybody believes there's a rapture, right? But CBN News published an article some years ago that stated this, listen, a poll was taken and 36% of the pastors that were polled said that the rapture is not literal or that there will be a or that there would be a physical catching away of the saints. Now, uh, if I was answering this question to somebody that walked up to me and said, "Hey, how can you prove that there's a rapture?" I would number one, my number one question is, "Do you believe the Bible?" That when I get asked a question as a rule from somebody on an airplane or, you know, we're sitting in a restaurant and somebody says, Oh, hey, uh, you know, what do you do for a living? Whatever, wherever I've been, we've been on air. More n- normally it happens in an airplane or sitting in an airport because we travel all the time. But some of say, well, what do you do? And I say, well, I teach prophecy. I specialize in the prophecies of the Bible. I'm a prophecy teacher. We have a radio, television program, magazine, and everything. And they say, oh, well, prove it. Well, so I go through some of the prophecies to prove what we teach. But number one. I have to make sure that that individual believes in the word of God. Do you believe in the Bible? If you don't believe in the Bible, there's no sense in me going to Bible prophecy or anything like that to try to prove anything. So, number one, my number one question to this individual, how can we prove that there is a rapture? Do you believe in the Bible? Number one. Once we get on the other side of that, If somebody says, well, yeah, I do believe in the Bible, then I would say, okay, first, let's define the rapture. Because when you say, if you speculate that there's no such thing as a rapture, my question is, do you even understand what the rapture is? Because there's coming a rapture in the very near future. There have been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prophecies fulfilled throughout time, you understand, that are given in the Bible. So for me to look at a future prophecy of a catching away of the church to say, well, I really don't believe that that's going to happen. You know, I I don't know how somebody could come to that conclusion, especially a pastor who's supposed to know the word of God. So what we would have to do is to first define the rapture. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 15 through 17. Bible says, for this we say unto unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord. So there will be saints that have passed on. My father-in-law is a perfect example. A saint that has passed on. He, fought, he passed on November 3rd uh, last year. So the Bible says, but that which we which are alive and remaining unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. My father-in-law is considered asleep right now. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. They're gonna come out of the grave. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, caught up, very key. We will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So in verse 17 here, the term caught up in the original Greek is harpazo, which means to seize or to snatch out or away. This is a physical event. It's not a spiritual event. It's a physical event. This is actually going to happen in the very near future. First Corinthians fifteen fifty one through fifty three. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Not of, not all of us are going to go by way of the grave, but we will be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality. We're going to be caught up out of here, folks, just a very near future. Matthew 24, 30 through 31. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in, in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven... With power and great glory, and he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. So, folks, the the rapture is the event where the Lord will come in the clouds, send his angels with the sound of a great trumpet to gather the saints up to him. The dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet them in the air. And the, it is at this time when the saints will be changed from mortal to immortal beings. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, that's the rapture. It's in the Bible many times. And the Bible talks about our gathering together unto him in Second Thessalonians. I mean, it's time after time. So, yes, absolutely. To the individual who asked the question, we can prove conclusively that there is a physical event that will happen in the very near future. It's called, we call it the rapture or the, the first resurrection, same thing. And it is a physical event. Um, and we can prove it scripturally. If it wasn't in the Bible, I wouldn't even be talking about it. Irvin Baxter would never have talked about it, but it's in there. It's very clear. And so, um, I hope that answers your question. I could give you more scriptures and different things. We could talk about the second coming and the, the marriage supper of the Lamb and the bride that made herself ready in Revelation 19. There's a lot of stuff we could go to, but I take the Bible as literal. If it's symbolic, it'll explain it later on. And so it's very important. So we got a lot of callers. We're going to get to the callers when we get back, but I just wanted to kind of set the tone here today because the Bible is spot on and we're always going to go back to the Bible for our answers. Uh, it's very important. So, God bless y'all. Thank you for the questions. We'll get to the phones when we get
1: back. Hi. I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started in time ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with a magazine. Then went on radio and TV. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
2: The seven vials are coming in the form of sores, darkness, great hail, people being scorched with immense heat, and more. Bible prophecy shows us that each of these judgments will be far worse than anything imaginable. The good news is, there is hope. In our brand new video, learn how to be immune from these gruesome judgments and have peace in the end time. This month only, get our new DVD, The Seven Vials with a Gift of Any Amount. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call us at 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. This offer is only valid through the end of the month. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call 800 end
0: Okay, welcome back, everybody. We're going to get to the phones in just a moment. I got a quick announcement. Tomorrow night, uh, my wife and I will be doing a prophecy conference in Fort Worth, Texas. We will be at the Pentecostals of Fort Worth, ten two sixty four West Point Boulevard, and that's in Fort Worth. Tomorrow night from six to eight p.m., I'll be teaching the big timeline, the future according to Bible prophecy. You understand there's about a thousand prophecies concerning the second coming of Jesus Christ. There's only a very few left. The timeline that I'll go through tomorrow night are just the very few events that are left. And then I'm going to take you off into eternity and we're going to go through a few more things. And that's tomorrow night, 6 to 8 on Sunday morning from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. I'll be doing Breaking Prophetic Fulfillments. Things will be going on. I'll probably be talking some about Afghanistan, what's going on there. And then we'll also do a, a Q&A session after Sunday mornings, um, Breaking Prophetic Fulfillments. So it's always a, a, a really a good time to get your questions answered. It's a great time to go back and forth, um, people from the audience asking me questions. And um, so we'll be doing that from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Sunday morning at the Pentecostals of Fort Worth. Ten two sixty four in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. All of the information is on our website endtime.com. Go to the events tab at the top and then conferences. Everything's right there and all of the conferences that we'll be doing from now um, to the end of the year. I've actually got them scheduled till May of next year but um, you can see where we're going to be and hopefully join you. Um, we've been having some great crowds. I mean, wow, thank you so much for coming out to all the conferences. Everybody's really interested about what's going on right now. The last church we were in up in Indiana, the whole place was packed and everybody was sitting along the sides and walking around. I mean, there were no seats left. And so it was it was an awesome, awesome and the, God's really blessing us and I'm so thankful for that. So thank you for your love and support over the years. Look forward to seeing many of you in uh, Fort Worth tomorrow night and Sunday morning. Now, Without further ado, let's go straight to the phones. I'm going to go to Ron. Uh, God bless, Ron. Welcome to End of the Age. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing tremendous. How are you doing, sir? Fine, thank you.
3: In Daniel chapter twelve, verse seven. Yes, sir. And eleven. There's a thirty-day difference. Can
0: you uh-huh. tell me
3: what the thirty-day difference is?
0: Well, I can only speculate uh, because the Bible doesn't tell us specifically. The Bible does say. Um, for all of our listeners, I will, I'm going to read it here, Daniel twelve eleven, And from the time that the daily sacrifice was taken away and the abomination set up, that there shall be 1,290 days. And so we know that the Bible does talk about a 1,260-day period. So there is a 30-day difference. And then blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the 1,335th day. So... Millennium. Right. So you're asking, what is the 30 days... The only thing I can tell you, and of course this is speculation, is that the Bible says there's going to be a 1,260 day period. That's the, when the Bible talks about the last three and a half years, the final 42 months, 1,260 days, that's the Great Tribulation. And Indeed. the Bible says at the end of that, that would be the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, we have speculated for years that this extra period here, the extra 45 days or so could be the... Um, the 30 and the 45 days could be the length of the Great Tribulation. Some of the vials being poured out. Um, but at this point, Ron, I don't know if we can prove scripturally what those this extra 30 days and the 45 days are. Again, there's a lot of speculation. I do know what happens right there at the very end. At the end of the Great Tribulation, that final three and one half year period, the Lord is... You have the, um, the Battle of Armageddon that's wrapping up. The vials of the wrath of God are being poured out. God is, just, is removing human government on the earth. He's establishing his kingdom here on the earth. All of Israel is going to be saved at that point. And then we move off into the 1,000-year millennial reign. I do know that that's what happens. What specifically happens during the 30 days and the extra 45 days, I don't know if we can prove scripturally what happens during those times. So it's speculation on my part.
3: I got one other comment on verse 1. Actually, the great tribulation and the rapture is in that in that verse. Did you realize that?
0: I, I do know that. That's correct.
3: And that really proves when the rapture is going to be.
0: Yeah, so it does prove when the rapture is going to be. But again, the extra 30 days and the extra 45 days, I don't know scriptural if we, if we can prove during the 30 days. You asked me, what's the 30 days? I don't know scripturally that we can prove... What happens during that point? All I can do is tell you what the Bible, the series of events that will happen, you know, uh, again, after that, it's, it's speculation.
3: But I think it's the rapture, and then the second coming is 30 days later.
0: Okay, so you think the rapture occurs, and then 30 days after that is the second coming?
3: That's the wrath of God, that 30 days is when God's going to pour out His wrath. Right. On, because there'll be no believers left, because they've been raptured. Yeah, All you has so, got left in the world is is non-believers.
0: Understood. In Revelation chapter 16, the Bible says, After the sixth vial is poured out, the Bible says, Behold, I come as a thief. So do you believe that when the Lord comes as a thief, that that's the rapture?
3: Well, we won't know he's coming as a thief because we know the timeline.
0: Right, I understand. But the Bible says that, Um, and first Thessalonians five, that, that, that you are children of the day, not children of the night, that that day would overtake you as a thief. So there will be people on the earth that do know when the Lord's going to come. You do understand, right?
3: It's going to be a few because most of them will be killed already by the antichrist during the the great tribulation, right?
0: Agreed. But my point is, is that in revelation 16 during the vows of the wrath of God, that the rapture does not occur until after the sixth vial. Um, that's, so. I, I, let me read it to you here real quick, just, okay. because, just for everybody here in our conversation.
3: Well, no, that's just the rapture, that's the second coming. It happens after the sixth vial, the second coming comes, but the rapture starts before that.
0: No, the, the Bible says in Revelation sixteen fifteen, behold, I come as a thief. When he comes as a thief, that's the rapture. That only happens one time in the near future. Okay. Yeah, so again, that's that's. Uh, I, I believe I can prove that scripturally. Again, what the 30 days is and the extra 45, I don't know scripturally that we can say that for sure. Irvin Baxter didn't know, and I don't know, and so I, again, it's it's speculation on my part, Ron. I
3: want to make one other comment on Revelation sure. 22.10. I think it reinforces the white horse because it says, Do not seal up the words of this prophecy of the book, for the time is near, and the nearest thing would be Catholicism. After John received the revelation. Sure. So I think that backs up uh, Brother Baxter's uh, uh, interpretation of the white
0: horse. Yep. Okay. Agreed, my friend. Thank you for the call. Nice talking to you. God bless you, sir. Okay, uh, we're going to um, Brian in Kansas. God bless Brian. Welcome to End of the Age. Hello, Dave. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing good. Appreciate you taking my call. Absolutely. I, I was honored to have my call picked up by your wife. Uh, we're big fans of the, Urban Baxter, and I know you know that's his daughter, your your wife,
0: correct? Yes, yes. So that's
4: correct. A, a big honor that she picked up my call. Anyway, um, we've learned a lot from you and from Urban. And my concern is uh, we've got two big wars um, coming up. You know, Armageddon and the sixth trumpet war. Yes, sir. And I was wondering if you had any speculation on the combatants in, in both, because I know that the Ezekiel 38 and 39 makes it look like, you know, um, that, that is the Battle of Armageddon, and it looks like there is a healthy Russia jumping in on Armageddon. And so I was wondering if, you know, the armies of the 38-39 Ezekiel War. Are, are things in your speculation that you rule out as being in the sixth trumpet war, yeah. and you know <clears throat> how did how did America come out on some of these things? Um, yes, sir. And since we're we're the eagle's wings, are we <clears throat> are we going toe to toe at our head? Do you think? Yes. Could you speculate on that for me a little bit?
0: Yes, sir. I can. So in the sixth trumpet war. The Bible says that loose the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates for to kill a third part of mankind. And it also says that there's a 200 million man army involved in that war. The Euphrates River region, Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. So we know the majority of those nations will be involved for sure right there in the Middle East region. Not necessarily Israel. Israel, the Euphrates region, two different things, okay? Israel could be involved but we don't know for sure that she will be. Um, however, the population centers in the world are over in that region, the Asian region, in different places over in there. So the Bible says in the Six Trumpet War, one-third of the world's population is going to be destroyed. Could Russia partake in that? Sure could, absolutely. It's always been our opinion. So there's three factions. We know from Scripture there's three entities on the earth that could field an army of 200 million soldiers. China, India, and the Islamic faction on the earth of people that would be between the age of 18 and whatever, the, the 30, 35 range in there, where well, you could put them on the battlefield. Um, I think in World War II, they, um, they drafted people up to like 43 years old, but a an army of 200 million soldiers. It's our opinion because the Bible doesn't tell us specifically who is involved in the Six Trumpet War, that China would be, possibly India as well. Because when you're going to, now I don't even like to talk about the ominous part of this prophecy, but if you're talking about killing one third of the world's population, which the Bible is crystal clear on that you've got to go into some of those big population centers over there on the planet because it's not the United States and, you know, Canada. It's, you're going to be over there most of um, overseas uh, because I know the United States has a role, and I'll get to that in a moment. But it's it's been our opinion. Now, this is capital O opinion, Brian. I'm speculating that China, it's possible China could be wiped out in this six trumpet war because China's not, unless China's the 200 million man army, China is not mentioned in the prophecies of the Bible. I've got a question here. I'm supposed to be answering if, if I can get to it because I've got a lot of calls go, uh, coming at me. But if I, um, that, you know, is, is China mentioned in the prophecies of the Bible? Unless it's this 200 million man army, it's not. The, every time the dragon is mentioned, that's Satan in the prophecies of the Bible. So it's possible that China could be wiped out, some of those big population centers overseas, a lot of people in the Middle East region at the Six Trumpet War. However, Russia is not specifically mentioned, there's no nations specifically mentioned in the Six Trumpet War. It just says when the smoke clears from that war, that one third of the world's population will be destroyed. But if you understand really the population centers of the world it's overseas in that China-India region over in there. So that's the Six Trumpet War. When you go to Ezekiel 38-39, that's the Battle of Armageddon. The Bible specifically tells us most of the nations that will be involved there. Um, Russia, Gog and Magog. Uh, Turkey, which is Togemar in Ezekiel 38. Persia, which is Iran. They will be probably the big three that lead the charge against Israel at the battle of Armageddon the big difference in the wars obviously would be the the casualties but also where they're located the Middle East region Turkey Syria Iraq and Iran and then it spreads out around the world killing one-third of the world's population the battle of Armageddon Ezekiel 38 and 39 will be centralized right there in Israel it starts in the plain of Megiddo up in the north down the Jordan Valley and it culminates in the um, Kidron Valley, right there between the Temple Mount and the Mount of Olives. So it's going to be localized in just, you know, Israel's not very big at all, but this is where it's going to be located. World War Three, the Sixth Trumpet War, Ezekiel, or I'm sorry, Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21, that's going to start in the Middle East region, spread out around the world. Can I tell you which nations are involved in that? No. Ezekiel 38, 39, it's going to be a... That The Battle of Armageddon is going to be like a, a NATO-type force, a world-governing army governed by the Antichrist that will come down against Israel to battle. And um, it tell it do, Ezekiel 38 does tell us many of the nations that will be involved in that, specifically Turkey, Iran, uh, Russia will be involved there. It doesn't mention China again there at all. You understand the timing of all of this, Brian, that I can prove scripturally that the six Trumpet War happens before the final three and one-half years, before the Great Tribulation. The Battle of Armageddon happens at the very end of the Great Tribulation. That's the vials of the wrath of God are poured out upon those armies that come down against Israel to battle. So there's some very clear lines that separate these two wars. The Battle of Armageddon is more specific which nations will be involved, the Sixth Trumpet War. I cannot tell you that for sure. That would be speculation on my part because... The Bible doesn't tell us the United States involvement in all of this is that we will still be here. We will not be wiped out in the six trumpet war because we will have pulled out of the world government. Revelation twelve fourteen Israel's carried away on the wings of a great eagle. The United States, where she's nourished in her place for time, times and half of times that final three and one half years, Israel will be here and be enough of a power that we can st- stand with Israel against the world government in the end time. Probably with our UN Security Council veto, if not, as well as militarily. But we will not be wiped out in World War III. So very important. I, and I, I, I hope that answers your question, my friend.
4: Yeah, yeah, it does. I appreciate it. Very I, good. All right. that, God bless you, I'm sir. Turn, okay.
0: God bless you. And, uh, be taking a lot of calls when we get back. So um, join us after the break. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. And uh, God bless you all. Looking forward to a great weekend in Fort Worth.
5: I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon-coming king out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner.
6: Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, End Time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's
3: broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button.
0: Welcome back, everybody. For those of you that are just joining us, uh, this is Open Line Friday. Today's your day. The number to reach me, one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. 363 8463 The number to reach our operators, 1-800-363-8463. Going straight to the phones. Let's go to Greg in Alabama. God bless Greg. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing tremendous. How are you doing, sir?
7: I'm doing great. Good. Um, my question is about the um, two witnesses. Um, in Matthew 24, when well, Jesus said, um, this gospel shall be preached to a witness of all the world. Yes. And shall he um come. It kind of seems to me, um, Jesus was specifically talking about um, the ministry of the two witnesses during that three last three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, once they um, kill, three and a half days later, um, Jesus will come back. Yes. So uh, I just want to get your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, so... <clears throat> the two witnesses will absolutely be part of the people that will be preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God throughout the end time. But they'll, again, just part of, because we know that the, so in my opinion, the rapture happens at the end of the great tribulation. And so we believe the church will be here all the way through and that there's a great time time of uh, revival during the end time. And so the two witnesses I'm if I I'm, I'm going to know who they are, they're going to be work. Uh, much of their uh, ministry will is going to be located. They're going to end up right there in Jerusalem. I'm going to have them on our radio program, on our television program. I, I'm going to have them writing articles in our magazine. Um, I'm going to ha- I'm going to get with them to work out of our college in downtown Jerusalem. But they're not again. They're not going to be the only ones that are here preaching and teaching the gospel. I'm going to be working with them because unless you know unless the Lord should take me before that i want i really want to be here until the time of the rapture so I can feel the transition from a mortal to an immortal body but I believe we're going to be having the, revelation chapter seven the Bible says there's going to be great times of revival there will be saints here during that time the Bible says in revelation thirteen that Antichrist made war against the saints if the saints are gone who's he making war with so we're going to be having We're going to be having um, the Bible also. uh, uh, Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 and 33. During the time of the Antichrist, they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. They that understand among the people shall instruct many. So the church is going to be here. We're going to be in full evangelism mode, having revival. The Antichrist can do his thing. The church is going to be doing its thing and preach. that's preaching the teaching, the gospel to this entire world. Okay. Yes, sir. All righty. All right. You. God bless you, Greg. Thank you, sir, for the call. You have a great weekend. Let's go to Liz in Louisiana. God bless, Liz. Welcome to of the Age.
7: Hi, Brother Dave. How are you? I'm good. Great. Um, I just want to have, ask a question about the um, last three and a half years in the United States. Yes. Regarding the mark of the beast. Yes. Um do you think that there will be people, or even maybe states, that will still follow after the Antichrist and and require, like maybe the states will require it, or people will choose to choose to take the mark within the United States? I'm just i um, wondering because of all of the, and we have some states that are now requiring, yeah, um, you know, the vaccine or whatever right, for certain right. things, and they're they're doing their own thing. Um, I was just wondering if that would be something like what we will see during the last three and a half years.
0: Yeah. So because the United States will not be in full compliance or fully engaged with the world governing body in the end time. It appears that the mark of the beast will not become the law of the land here. Now, Mm -hmm. I know that times right now are crazy and it looks like you know, these mask mandates and and vaccine mandates and all this stuff that, you know, that they can just hand down these edicts from this world governing body or from our government and that we've just got to comply. I understand how it looks right now, but mm-hmm. the Bible says we're not gonna be fully engaged with the world government. We're gonna stand against that and stand with Israel all the way to the end. You've got to understand that times are going to be, different then than they are now. There's going to be a world leader, the Antichrist, usurping authority over a world-governing body. If we're not part of that world-governing body, Irvin Baxter and I talked about this many times, it appears that the Mark of the Beast situation will not become the law of the land here. Now, let me give you a scenario. When... Donald Trump pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement which was an um, agreement with all the nations of the world to comply with and to give money to this propaganda of human-induced global warming which leads to climate change and I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. It's, it was wealth redistribution is all it was. Well, Donald Trump said, no, we're not going to do that. There were colleges, there were Senators, there were governors, there were many people that said, hey, they published a website. And the web—the name of the website was, We Are Still In. Donald Trump pulled out, We're Still In. And however, look at the, what the situation that happened. Donald Trump stood against the world governing body. And whatever those people, even though they said we're still in, it some of these things have not become the law of the land. There's still a fight against a lot of this stuff. So when it comes to the mark of the beast being doled out and different things. I will tell you that there are many states that have passed laws against an employer requiring an individual to take a chip in their hand. There are laws on the books that prohibit that. So, for somebody, a foreign entity to come into the United States and say, hey, you have to take a mark in your right hand or in your forehead, and pledge allegiance to me, the Antichrist, and the world government, we don't, from a prophetic standpoint, from what the Bible says, we do not see that becoming the law of the land here in the United States. I mean, look at the fight that would happen, Liz... In the United States right now, if somebody come in, if, if the world government, let's say Antonio Guterres, the leader of the United Nations, if he came in here right now and says, I'm passing an edict that everybody in the United States takes a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, you're, you talk about a mutiny of the ship or right. uh, that's, that's never going to happen here in the United States. There are too many people that have been educated on this stuff. And that's one of the big things. Um, and so we, as far as scripturally goes, it does not look like the mark of the beast will ever become the law of the land here. Now, will there be some people that are globalist that want to try to conform? There may be. But as far as the law of the land, making it happen here in the United States, from what, all what we could tell scripturally, that's simply not going to be the case. And I know that gives, a, that gives me hope because I know I've got a mission in the end time. And here's the deal. I've had a lot of people say, well, no, the mark of the beast is going to be doled out in the Antichrist. If you don't take the mark of the beast, he's going to squish you like a bug. That's simply not the case because the Bible prophesies about a great time time of revival in the end time. And the Bible also, and so how's that possible if he's squishing everybody that doesn't want to take the mark of the beast, squishing them like a bug? It's not going to happen. Also, the Bible says that the, at the time of the rapture, the dead in Christ will rise, and then they that are alive and remain, the Christians that are alive and remain, will be caught up to meet them in the air. If he's killed all the Christians, how is that going to be possible? It's okay. simply not going to be possible. There will be places in the earth, yes. Jesus prophesied the greatest time of persecution the world's ever known or will ever know again. That is going to happen. Will it happen here in the United States? Probably not as bad as it will happen in other parts of the world because we're not mentioned in that world governing body if there were eagle's wings on the combo beast in Revelation 13 we'd be having a whole nother conversation but because they're not mentioned there but you jump back one chapter and we are mention, mentioned as protecting Israel against the world government in the end time then Irvin Baxter and I had many conversations, How? how let's lay all this out, um then it appears that it will not become the law of the land here in the United States. Now, some of this we're gonna to have to live through, I, I understand, um, to see how these things play out. But again, according to prophecies of the Bible, that, that's, that's how it looks like it's going to happen. Um, and I will tell you, Liz, we are spirit-led individuals. We have prayer every morning. My father-in-law was a very spirit-led man. I'm a spirit-led uh, man. I, I live by you know, uh, praying and seeking the Lord's face. God miraculously brought us from Richmond, Indiana to Dallas, Texas back in 2005. I do not believe that God did that. We moved our whole end time ministries, eight families. We came down here to Dallas. I do not believe God did that miraculously. I could tell you all the stories to get us down here and then say, okay, I'm going to allow the the mark of the beast to be implemented on the United States and end time ministries is not going to be able to function. That simply right. is not going to happen. We are going to have a voice all throughout the end. I could tell you miracles about the Jerusalem Prophecy oh College, how all that was set up. We are going to be able to function here. We're, we're going to be able to help Israel during that final three and one half year period So and during the final seven year period. So once we understand all these prophecies collectively, it helps us to get a good grasp on the situation with the Antichrist and the mark of the beast and different things throughout the end time. So it does give me some hope about the United States in the end time, a, a lot of hope, actually. Yes. Yeah.
7: Definitely. Well, I appreciate that very much. Um, just wanted to make a comment about Joe Biden and the way that he is governing. I, I maybe the the United States is their eyes are opening to how he is governing, Yeah. and they're 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 going to realize what it would be like, and they're not liking it. I know a lot of people that I I know who are changing their views as well. Absolutely. We'll see how it turns out. All right. Thank
0: you so much. Uh, Thank you, Liz, and God bless you, and thank you for listening. And, you know, that's another thing we could talk about, the Joe Biden situation, Afghanistan, and all these different things, but, um, man, I'm reading a lot of articles right now where the United States, our power as a, uh, uh, our status as a world power, a world leader, is really diminishing. Well, I, I like that because <clears throat> I don't want to be the leader of the world government where the Antichrist will usurp authority over that. We don't want to be involved in that at all. So I uh, want to move off of that. So I'm, I really have no problem with what's going on. We don't need to be the world's policemen. I understand we've tried to do that to, you know to stem the tide of socialism and things like that, but there's some things we just simply are not going to be able to do. But at the end of the day, I've got a mission and that's to preach and teach the gospel, of the kingdom of God. And that's what I'm concerned with. I'm not going to get off of that mission regardless of what happens. And, um, you know, some of these things we're just going to have to live through to see how they all play out. Uh, thank God for the prophecies of the Bible that give us some understanding into these things. I'm so thankful for that. Uh, and I know you guys are as well. Let's go to Pat in Michigan. God bless Pat. Welcome to end of the age
7: hi dave thank god for the prophecies uh uh, amen um as this was unfolding in afghanistan i had the same um hey
0: pat uh, can you can you hold over the to the back end of the break Um, yeah i don't i'm sorry i don't want to cut you off here but um i'll i'm gonna ask everybody that's left just to keep your questions really short because i've got a full bank of callers and uh i want to try to get to all of you before the end. So let's keep our questions short, and I'll do my best to keep my answers short. So God bless you all. Welcome, and uh, look forward to the other part.
8: Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation. Featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations you'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study.
0: Okay, welcome back, Pat. We're going to go as quickly as we can. Um, what's your question, Pat?
7: Yeah, um, headline. Putin is now leader of the world. Dr. Steve Turley quoting some British uh, media. Uh-huh. Uh, the Brits are going to Putin, so is France and Germany, seeking uh, leadership, mm-hmm. not the United States. Comment, Dave?
0: What was the news source? Do you remember?
7: Um, I, it was one of the British, I think it might have been the Telegraph, one of the British um, British uh, papers, okay. not the Daily Mail.
0: Yeah. So um, I, I've i been in the news, I live in the news, <laughs> yeah. and I haven't seen that. Um, I'll definitely look it up when we get off the air. Okay. Um, but we do know that with the United States power diminishing on a world stage, that China and Russia are, it appears right. to be rising, as well as Europe. However... You do know that Russia west of the Ural Mountains is considered European Russia and yeah. so Vladimir or Vladimir Putin certainly would be in a top ten if I had to make a yeah. top ten list of mark of the Antichrist Vladimir Putin would certainly be um, included in that of course with the the um, the Bible says in the revelation 13 beast the world government that it had the feet of the bear Russia's going to be there right. folks and right. It's, it's, it, it's possible Vladimir Putin could be a, definitely a candidate for the Antichrist. Um, yeah. Again, that would be speculation on my part. I know there have been people over time that have said, Vladimir Putin, Emmanuel Macron, different people are the number one person in the world or the man of the world. Um, at this point, Pat, I would have to read the article before we'll I could really um, speculate on that. But I'll I know as far it. as the prophecies of the Bible, that would be the, my, my take on it. Yeah. Yep. Okay,
6: thanks, Dave.
0: God bless. Thank you for the call, Pat. Um, Let's go to Amelia in California. God bless, Amelia. Welcome to End of the Age.
7: Well, thank you. Um, I was just wondering, the kings of the east, is that China, or who who are they?
0: Right, so the Bible does not tell us specifically. Um, I do know in Ezekiel 38, which I talked about earlier, the Bible does mention... Um, specifically Russia, Gog and Magog, Persia, Iran, Togomar, Turkey, some other, um, some more, uh, insignificant people you might not recognize, um, that it, it mentions, oh man, let me see here. So if you go down through there, it mentions, um, Gog and Magog, Russia, Persia, Iran, Kush, which is Ethiopia, Sudan, different places put Libya, possibly Tunisia, So, when it talks about kings of the east, there are different, there's a list of them in Ezekiel 38. Again, in the prophecies of the Bible, China is specifically not mentioned. And so, you know, it's going to be a world governing army that comes down out of um, an eastern region type situation that comes down to Israel to battle. Again, I do not know this specific. You know, specifically if China is mentioned there, I I don't know that, Amelia. Again, it appears to us that China, because she's such a power now and is not mentioned in the prophecies of the Bible, it's possible. And again, I'm speculating that most of China could be wiped out in the Six Trumpet War. Because China wants a world government, but China wants China's version of a world government. Not necessarily the U- United Nations type version. And, and so um, don't really see China mentioned. I don't see China mentioned in the end time Bible prophecies.
3: Oh, okay. I just thought maybe China had an ancient name that we don't know about. And it went by the ancient name in, in Revelations
1: or, or Ezekiel.
0: Yeah. So, so. I, yeah, I know the regions that are mentioned in Ezekiel 38, not necessarily China. And so um, I, I'm not aware of a, an ancient name for China that is mentioned in the prophecies of the Bible. So I'll just tell you like okay. that. I do know that for sure. Um, you know, <laughs> and I've studied these things. My father-in-law studied, for over, studied this for over 50 years. If there is one, I'm not aware of it. Um, if somebody knows of one, shoot me an email, Robbins at endtime.com. I'd love to see it.
3: Okay, well, thank you. Well, your opinion does make sense because... China's rising so big that I think uh, Russia's not going to like it, and Russia will find it up taking them out. Who knows?
0: But, yeah. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thank you for the call, and God bless you. Um, that's another thing, everybody, is what that China, now China and Russia would like to have their clause in the Middle East region, but China especially is going in there and they are investing heavily in the Middle East region, building ports and doing all kinds of stuff. The, the, um, Belt and Road type situation that's going on with their, their initiatives there. And they're trying to take over without firing a shot investing. I mean, they own huge corporations here in the United States. Um, and so you got to look at it. If a lot of people owes China a lot of money and in time in a wartime situation, we know there's a World War three scenario coming. If China were to disappear, imagine the trillions of dollars of debt that would disappear. OK, so do I know that for sure? Nope. It's speculation on my part again. But I do. We do not see. We never have seen China in the prophecies of the Bible And so, you know, why would this big world power that's coming on the scene right now, uh, just fabulously wealthy, and and they're trying to build up their nuclear arsenal. A lot of things are happening. They're building silos. They're threatening Taiwan and the Middle East, and all these things are happening. They're swooping right in to Afghanistan. Why are they not mentioned in the prophecies of the Bible? It's possible they could be wiped out in the Six Trumpet War. Let's go to James in Mississippi. God bless James. Welcome to End of the Age. Yeah, they,
3: Yes sir I believe I've heard On another episode Yes sir That you said the vials or the seals Were Already opened Or some of them had been opened
0: Yeah so the first four seals Have been opened None of the vials The vials of the wrath of God The seven vials Those are poured out at the very end of the great tribulation period But the first four seals Have been opened yes sir Thank you. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much for the call, James. I, I will tell you, so really quick, just so everybody knows what we're talking about. Structural element, the book of Revelation, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials. A lot of people teach because they do not understand the segmentation and the, the four accounts of the second coming and the structural element of the book of Revelation. That the, and that it's not written in chronological order. That the seals, trumpets, and vials all happen during the final seven-year period. But once you understand the book of Revelation is not written in chronological order and that many of these things have already occurred, these events, then it, it, it opens up your mind to the, uh, the, an understanding of the book of Revelation. The first four seals, the white spirit of the four horsemen, white, red, black, and green. The first, four, the first one is the spirit of Catholicism, which came into play about uh, 300, 325 A.D., the red spirit, communism. Uh, the, what, the communist manifesto was written in what, um, about 1850. The black spirit, capitalism. The green spirit, Islamism, which is now rising in the world. So those, four, those spirits have been opened years ago. Some of them over a thousand years ago. Or well, I should say the, the spirit of Catholicism in the world. Um, the first five trumpets have occurred. World War I, World War II, the Chernobyl nuclear accident in 86, the um, tearing down of the balloon wall, the process of globalization, the speeding up of time, the fourth trumpet in uh, 89. And then in 1991, the Iraq war with Saddam Hussein. So those are the first five trumpets. So the first four seals, first five trumpets, those have already occurred. And then the vials of the wrath of God, those do not occur until the very end of the Great Tribulation. I know that because... The first vial is poured out upon those that receive the mark of the beast during the great tribulation. So they do not occur until the very end, right there. So I hope that answers your question, James. Um, let's go to Aaron in Virginia. God bless Aaron. Welcome to End of the Age.
4: Hey Dave, bless you and everybody that's attached to the ministry. Thank you, sir. I believe the word of God, just like y'all, y'all teach it. That it's a post-tribulation but I met this pastor and he believed pre-trib and I, of course I went straight to Matthew 24 when it says immediately after those days, the elect to be gathered. Yeah. He said the elect, he said, you're not rightly dividing it. He said the elect, if you uh, read it, is for the Jews. Yeah. What would you say to them? Sure.
0: So the, if you look at the word elect in the New Testament, it's referring to the church not to the Jews. In the Old Testament, the Israelites were the elect. That's correct. I agree 100%. But if you look here in, so he says rightly dividing the word, let's rightly divide the word. Matthew right. 24, it's the Olivet Discourse. The Olivet Discourse, they ask Jesus, hey, what's going to be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? The rest of the chapter is Jesus answering that question. The sign of my coming And of the end of the age. So when he's talking to these individuals, who's he talking to? He's not talking to just the Jews. In the end time, he's talking about everybody Jews, Gentile, the the end time Jewish Gentile church. The Bible says that those that went through the Great Tribulation, John saw a multitude no man could number out of every kindred, every people, every tongue, every nation, not just Jews that were in heaven. And the elder asked John, where'd they come from? And John said, I don't know, thou knowest. And the elder said, these are they that came out of great tribulation. So, and when the rapture occurs, it's not just the Jews. There's a scripture um, in the, end time, in the, um, let me see if I can find it really quick for you, because it gives a separation here. The Bible says in Romans eleven seven. And you can go back to the pastor with this. Now, again, Aaron, this is our opinion. We believe the Bible teaches a post-tribulation rapture. There's no sense in it causing division among you, the pastor. I'm not saying that's what it's doing. But if you guys are just having a coffee conversation, go back to him. And number one, look at all the times the word elect is used in the New Testament. Every time it's referring to the elect, it's referring to the church. Or it's referring twice to an elect woman that Paul was talking to, or the elect angels. Every other time, it's the church. But in Romans, the apostle Paul, he gives a, he defines here what he's talking about. He says, what then Israel Hath so Israel, the Jews, he said, what then Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for? But the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. So he's talking about a difference between Israel and the church. Okay? So, okay. very important here. It's not just not just the Jews. Because if you understand at the time of the rapture, after the great tribulation, in Revelation 7, John saw a multitude that no man could number out of every kindred, every people, every tongue, and every nation... The end time church. Remember, this is who Jesus was talking to. He wasn't talking to them. They were Jews, yes. But he's talking about, they said, hey, tell us, what's going to be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So he's talking to them and he says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the Son of Man would come and gather his elect. He's talking about the church, not just the Jews. Okay? In... Yep. And whenever he comes in just the very near future. Um, and quote to him Romans 11, 7. What then? Israel hath not obtained, that's what she seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it. Two different things there. The Apostle Paul makes a separation from Israel and the election. So um, look up again, Aaron, look up all the words elect in the New Testament. It's referring to the church there. So I want to say God bless you all. I hope that answers your question. And. You know, it goes along with all of the other prophecies that teach a post-tribulation rapture. Once you look at it as a whole, then you get it.
5: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at one 800 end